Welcome to the On Brand Podcast, a product of Releve Branding Agency. My name is Jessica Sorrentino, and I'll be your host. Join us this season as we bring in guest entrepreneurs across a wide range of industries to take a deep dive into the topics that matter most in digital marketing today, social media and branding. Are you ready to elevate your brand awareness? Tune in every Friday to spend some time with us. This is the On Brand Podcast. Okay, so today we're here with Nidra Lopez, who is one of the owners of the PE Club on the Upper East Side. Um, Nidra, would you like to introduce yourself a little bit? Hi. Um, as you said, my name is Nidra Lopez. Um, I co-own the PE Club with my husband, Alex Matisov. Um, We opened it six years ago. We are both trainers. I particularly specialize in training brides and uh, women who are prenatal and postpartum. I also run our group fitness department. Um, I'm a group fitness instructor myself where we specialize in TRX classes and um, functional training as well. Um, I also run workshops on um, continuing education just mainly for women and strengthening their pelvic floor and just uh, learning really what your body experiences when you're preparing for motherhood and, and after because uh, now myself I've experienced it. It's a, it's a wild ride. but <laughs> <laughs> um, So that that's just some of the things I, I've, I've been dabbling in in the last six years. Nice. And I know that today we're going to talk a little bit about entrepreneurship. And it's going to be really interesting, I think, to hear about how you co-own a business with your husband while having a child also and all of that time management and how you divide all that. Yes. Time management is definitely, <laughs> that's, that's the only way it gets done. <laughs> so let's start there. So how do you, how do you separate your time? Like when do you outsource? How do you stay up on the industry trends? What about promotion? Um, how, how do you prioritize all of that and divide those tasks? Well, for me, the PE club was essentially my first baby. And, um, you know, after having Jackson, um, it was something where as, as a, an entrepreneur and as a woman, it was a, an extreme pull in both directions where, you know, I should feel as though I need to, to be with my child 24 seven. And, but at the same time, I have a gym that I need to make sure will continue running, um, where I'm, you know, a really big part of of making that happen. So um, I really prioritized in the first year of my son's life that I would predominantly be with him, raising him, and you know, making sure that, uh, especially being in health and fitness, that everything that goes into his body is something that you know I've researched and make sure that I'm helping to build his immune system and just building him as a person, uh, building that connection because um, that's also how I. I I am in business. I, I have connections with my clients, and um, being a family-run business that trains mainly families, they they understood and respected that. Um, so, uh, I do have an amazing team that my husband and I took years to put together. <laughs> where, when I was pregnant and um, knew that I was going to be stepping away um, for, I want to say, I took six months off, um, when I had Jackson. And so I knew that we would have to have, um, you know, someone, um, doing the Instagram posts and, um, the community outreach and, 
you know, making sure that clients still felt, um, you know, as they were a part of the, the PE club family and specials. So I really made sure that everyone knew what their role was, what was expected. And I still participated, um, through FaceTime, um, our meetings, uh, so that make sure we were always on the same page. So I'm really big on communication. Um, not only do I use my, um, calendar on my phone, but I also have a written calendar where I write everything down and then a separate notebook where I write my thoughts and reorganize that. So I'm a little bit of a type A OCD organization type of person. Things are even color coordinated. (laughs) That's so nice. I can appreciate that. (laughs) Yeah. So like it's, my husband is the opposite. So it's, he thinks I'm insane, but it, it, it's what helps keep me sane, um, so it's that I think is what's really helped make me, I think, successful in, in both areas. But I'm not going to lie. Like there's definitely days or weeks where I feel like I'm failing at both. But I think that that's what makes us human, you know? For sure. Um, <clears throat> I feel the same way sometimes. Like I feel like running a business is a full-time job. I can't even imagine doing it with a toddler. <laughs> mm. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's <laughs> it's exhausting. Like you're mentally and physically exhausted most of the time. And, you know, that's where self-care comes in. Um, you know, not being afraid to be like, I'm going to take a bath and lock myself in the room for about an hour. And I just need to not speak or think. (laughs) I bet. Now, I'm sorry. Um, so I know like the fitness industry is very, very saturated, especially right now with everybody staying home and everyone, thinks they're an expert in like squats and sit-ups and stuff. Um, how do you, how do you differentiate and how do you put that marketing out there without coming across as just another account or just staying true to your brand while also proving that you guys do have the expertise that a lot of people are probably searching for right now? Um, that's actually killing me right now personally, because yeah, since we, everybody's stuck inside and, you know, we're just all looking to move and, you know, these, these companies and these people are playing on people's feelings of, oh, I'm afraid I'm going to gain weight or I'm going to get out of shape or lose everything I work so hard on. Um, so one of the things that I've really, um, driven home with my clients and my friends and, and people who follow me was just, you need to know and trust the person that you're getting your information from, right? Like when you're, right. in, when you're taking a class, you're not taking it from just Joe Schmo on the street. You're, this is an, an accredited institution with an individual who's been educated in what you're looking to learn. And I feel like the same thing should go for the person that's teaching you how to move physically. Um, you know, I've, I've taken, I've been in the industry now for 11 years and I've built trust amongst, you know, the Upper East Side community and um, you know, the people who follow me or the people who take my classes or train with me, they know that they're number one and what they need and what they want is my priority. Um, and you know, safety is, is always number one. So when I see things online or I see that people are following it or taking classes cause they're free, I even, um, did a post recently where I basically just told people, listen, here's all the people that I respect and that I know, know their stuff. Like, you don't have to follow me. You don't have to pay me, but they are people who are excellent at what they do and they're going to keep you safe and they have the same mentality and they have the same, the same if not more, experience. Um, because I think it's so important to highlight that you know quality over quantity is, is always going to be the way to go. Um, you just have to really not be 
like distracted by all the lights and the, the, you know, the, the sex appeal and, and everything out there at the end of the day, it's a squat, a lunge and a push up. you know, like, (laughs) and and so you need to make sure that the person guiding you is going to say, listen, straighten up, suck under shoulders back, like go slow. It's not about killing yourself. It really isn't. Right. Do you find that it's like for marketing purposes is the best way to go about that by verbally instructing that or by showing videos or, or what really is the best strategy for showing that expertise do you find? Um, for us, it's always been, I mean, the reason we're called PE is, is phys ed. Like we're teaching people about their bodies and, and the right way to move. So one of the ways that we have found is the most effective is showing um, videos about form. So not even just like being like, here's a squat, um, but being writing in the video, like shoulders back, chest up, and then explaining why. Um, and I find that when you tell people why they're doing something, it's more appealing and they'll try to do it better, especially with my female clients is I'll tell them, listen, if you're going to do a squat or a lunge, especially a lunge, for example, we all hate lunges, but um, mm-hmm. they're so effective because you're working your inner and outer thighs. They're stabilizing your knee. If you push through your whole foot, you're going to get your glutes. Like you're going to get a nice sculpted, strong leg if you do it right. Instead of going through the motions, probably going to hurt yourself. So you're not going to get the results. And when you drive that information home and explain why, and you you make a post with a video and you say, this is the proper form and this is why, I feel like it turns a light bulb on with people where they're just like, oh, tell me more. I like this, you know, like really just taking the time to explain and, and then also tapping into that, that visualization. Cause people need to know, like at the end of the day, am I going to look good after doing this? You know, right. <laughs> it's actually really funny. I'm like laughing over here while you're saying this, because I had a trainer, like my last trainer would really make fun of me. He would say things like, I have clients who are triple your age who just do what I say and don't ask any questions. He's like, I need to sit here and tell you every little detail. Yeah. I'm that type of a learner. Like if you say to me, if you're going to make me do something that's going to hurt or be annoying or something, like <laughs> I need to justify it in my own head first. Well, that that's how the consumer is now. You have to understand yeah. like we're a whole generation, our generation, the generation behind us and in front of us, like we want to know why. Like we have an abundance of information in front of us. Um, where we can find the answer to any question at the click of a mouse or on our phone. And so we ask why, which is great. We're an informed consumer. Um, and as a, as a business owner and as a person who's trying to, you know, market to people, you have to go into it knowing that and you have to fulfill that need and find ways to go above and beyond. You, you see what I'm saying? So yeah, um, absolutely. yeah, no, you, you are, you are us. Like we're <laughs> in the same boat. <laughs> I, I feel like also like, like what you just said about an informed consumer. And I feel like the fitness industry is actually filled with those people. Like um, the people who are willing to invest in boutique fitness and training and more of a program versus just quick results, they do want that information. And it sounds a little bit like that's more of your target consumer than just the person who's scrolling through Instagram looking for the latest challenge or trying to get those like that beach body or the quick wedding results. Yeah, no, it's true. I mean, we, the majority of our clientele are the ones where it's, it's a lifestyle change where they're coming because you know, um, we have everyone from the the person who works twenty four seven, and they just want the energy. They want to feel good. They want to see the results. Um, you know, they'll put in the work, right? So it's very it's very business. Like here you go. Here's your homework. 
see you tomorrow. Um, and then there's, you know, the other people who are like, listen, I've tried every diet. I've tried everything. Like I'll do whatever you say, but you need to teach me. Yeah. I am going to ask a million questions, but I need to know why. And, um, so, you know, so they need a little bit more support and, um, you know, it's really, it's, it's really about just knowing that, yeah, you can go and starve yourself and, and do a bunch of HIIT workouts and, you're going to lose weight. Your body will react to change. It just, that's, that's standard, but it adapts just as fast. So that is not something you can't keep starving yourself and you can't keep doing hit because guess what? (laughs) You might die (laughs) or you might break something. So I mean, it's not, it's hurting my (laughs) Exactly. So you cannot everything in moderation and, and, and you need a little of this and a little of that. That's longevity. That's sustainable results because your body is incredible. It will it will change when it's challenged, but it'll adapt just as quickly. So you have to know what those next steps are. And majority of these these um, programs out there are all about getting that quick fix. And so when people see that change, oh, I want to do that too. But then ninety percent of those people are right back to where they started from and probably have some sort of injury or health ailment. So it's yeah. in nutrition and in fitness, it's all about finding the right formula for yourself. Cause again, everybody's different just because I tell you to do cardio three days a week and strength twice a week and, you know, eat a certain way. It doesn't mean it's going to work for the next person. So that's where that personalized touch comes in, um, mm-hmm. of getting to know your client and what works for them, you know, and, and then changing it if it needs to be changed because, You're not the same person you were. We all weren't the same people, (laughs) you know, like three months ago, my lifestyle was very different. So you've now had to adapt to being forced to stay inside and change a few things if you want to maintain or, or, you know what I mean? Maintain what you've, what you've created thus far. So for sure. And how do you feel? I know that a lot of your clients personally are, are women going through different life changes and how do you feel the whole mental health aspect plays into that? And, you know, you just had the baby and everything. And I know that that was a big deal for you and your industry and the body image and everything. So do you think it's it's a bigger conversation publicly or is it more of like a one-on-one thing when talk with women about fitness and body image and nutrition and all of that stuff? Um, I mean, for me, I know that, I mean, I have colleagues who are very open about, um, you know, mental health and, and nutrition and and body image and shaming. And for me, I'm definitely a more private person. Now, don't get me wrong. I definitely, my clients and I are extremely close. Um, you know, I'm always there to listen and, and give advice and, you know, I'm a very empathetic person. I feel as though it depends on the individual. You know, mm-hmm. like I, I find that a lot of people are very open to speak about um, their mental health and their mental capacity. And I really admire that because I have to say, like, for me, like growing up, I, I generally was always a very happy, positive person. And I still consider myself to be a very happy, positive person. But once I had Jackson, I will say I did suffer postpartum depression for at least eight eight months after he was born. And I didn't know what it was because they say that 15% of women, one five, only 15, experience postpartum depression. But I became 
a sad, miserable, angry, lost, like lonely. I mean, the complete opposite of what I'd always been. I went the other direction and I didn't know what was wrong with me. And I didn't tell my doctor because when you go and, you know, you check out after you have your child and you go to your your checkup to to be released and they have you fill out a survey basically just saying like, do you feel depressed? Do you feel like committing suicide? Are you sad? Like it was it was that checkbox yes or no. Like to wow. me and for me to be someone who has a hard time opening up about that stuff where I'm kind of like, no, I'm fine. And right. I just was like, no. Meanwhile, I was crying prior to walking to this appointment and I didn't know why. Like I didn't know what was wrong with me. Um, so it took a lot of searching and and confiding in my clients and family members where I have to tell you, I've trained probably 30, 40 moms in my career. And out of 30, 40 moms, I'd have to say just about every single one of them said, I felt the exact same way. And to me, having read 15% on Wikipedia, like postpartum depression going, something's wrong with me. I'm one of the smaller percentage. And then having spoken to these women who've had kids who are now newborns all the way up to like 30 years old, we're like, no, that's exactly how, that's how it is. I'm like, that's postpartum depression. It's terrible. It's, it really opened my eyes up to how incredible women are and how, you know, we can sweep things under the rug or just keep pushing forward. Or if we can't, it's okay. But it really opened my eyes to just like, just we're amazing. And, and it's, it's, it's hard and there's not a lot of support out there. And some women will thrive with being able to talk about it openly. And some women don't. It's about finding your way, and I don't know if I can answer what that way is, but they're not alone because I was I was in it, and I'm still in it sometimes. It's just it's it's tough. It's really tough. Well, it's really nice that you were able to find that type of community in your work life balance. Oh yeah. Well, I was like losing it. I was literally like, <laughs> like, like what are what's wrong with you? And I'm like, do you ever feel this? And they're like, oh yeah. That's just. I'm like, wait, what? Like it was it was really. You know, you 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 envision that mom who is like, oh my god, I held my baby for the first time, and I was so happy, and my life has meaning, and I'm so happy being a mom. And I'm like, Jackson was born. I looked at him, and I was like, I, I don't know what I feel. Like I, I just yeah. that's not how I felt, and I felt terrible, and I felt that way for a few weeks. Like I was just like, I don't, I don't know what I feel towards him. Like you know, and I love him to death, but. <laughs> You know, you just your whole life changes, and and you, not everyone should be expected to just be like, oh my god, it's perfect, let's go. Like so, yeah, it's it's interesting. I feel like that's a really good point, and it really does circle back to even entrepreneurship, where it's so easy to curate and to mask the struggles of of owning a business, um, and a lot of people really do market well enough to make it look so easy that as a business owner, sometimes it could be very invalidating to like scroll through an app or to see somebody else's success almost because you're like, what am I doing wrong here? Why don't I feel that way or have that? And I think that's like a nod to marketing in the sense where it's like, there's a million, say there's like a million gyms out there. Like how come some of them look like they have a thousand clients? How come some only put the same ones up over and over again? Like what is the best way to strategize in order to like have success, but you really don't see what's going on behind the scenes. And 
as an entrepreneur and as a business owner, I feel like the behind the scenes is really where all the magic happens. And it, it can be very, very stressful with nobody. Not that you need to show it in order to like feel accomplished by it, but for all of that to go unnoticed, it's almost like running in place kind of, you know? Yeah. I mean, people have always said, um, Instagram is like a highlight reel of people's Mm -hmm. lives. Right. Um, and it, and you hit, you hit it on the head. Like it's so true. Like I can't tell you how many times. And and for me, marketing is probably the hardest part just because I'm not like, Oh yay, I'm so wonderful. Come train with me. (laughs) The beauty club is the best. (laughs) Like I'm not like, we are amazing. We're incredible. What we do. We love our clients. Like that's why we've had them for so long. And that's why all their friends train here and all their family Mm -hmm. members train here because they know that we will do anything for them. And, and, but at the same time, like that doesn't necessarily equate to successful business. Right. And so you do end up having to market. Um, and then you see other, other companies and, you know, they, they're taking classes, uh, pictures of their classes that are full or that they're, they're doing this and they're doing that. And, and yeah, of course it's human nature to be like, wow, what are, what are they doing? Like, right. You know, my, I'm, I'm fighting for every day. And they appear to make it look so easy, but that's the illusion that you build through um, a successful marketing platform. If that's what your goal is, like um, for us, our goal is to educate, 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 um, and show value, right? Um, and through that, you know, people will say, "Wow, you guys look like you're doing so great." I'm like, "We do." <laughs> I'm like, I can't tell you how many times I'm like, "Really?" Like, "Oh, okay, that's great," because. To me, my intention is just always to give, 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 and and that's and I learned from you know one of our um, our friends who's a successful business owner was like, listen, if you give and you show and you create value, like people will come because that's mm-hmm. what they want. Because at the end of the day, that's your intention. There's no underlying intention, and I believe with what's going on right now you're going to see a lot more marketing where people are showing their suffering and it's going to be a different take. And one company, one other company um, that has, I think, done an excellent job of that. And I don't believe she's doing it to manipulate. I believe she's just being honest because that's who she is, um, is Sadie from 305 Fitness. Mm -hmm. Um, She's, I mean, she's, she's a badass. (laughs) She's, she's tough, but she, I'm like, wow, I want to be like you (laughs) my next life. Um, she's, she's tough and she has been sending out emails and basically just saying it like it is. And, um, saying like, this sucks, like we're suffering and my employees are suffering, but I'm not going to go down without a fight. And, you know, when they did the first round of funding for these uh, small businesses, she was like, this is disgusting. Like all these huge corporations got money and we're still sitting here suffering. Yeah. And I, I mean, but the way she wrote it was just, it was, it was just so, it, it was gracious. Like she just has a way with words and just like penetrating you in a sense where you're like, yeah, I, I agree with you. And I said to Alex, I'm like, we should write something like this. Cause it's true. Like we're in the same boat as her. Like I don't know what's going to happen. Like, you know, no matter what, like, God forbid, like if anything happens to P, we'll open up again somewhere else, you know, like it's, it's not, it's the resiliency of a small business owner and entrepreneur where your space doesn't define you, like what you preach, what you teach does. Um, So I think the marketing is going to change. You're going to really see, you're not going to see the fluff in the clouds for the real 
like hardcore small business owners. You're going to wow. see this is what I did to keep my business open so I can still be here for you. I feel like that's going to be the new push. I agree. And I think another um, one that's doing it really well is the fitting room. Um, I do know that that owner, I'm pretty sure she had a marketing background though. So she's- Yeah. Carrie comes from marketing. Yeah. yeah big time. <laughs> she's pretty well versed in what to do. But I know that I've seen um, a few surveys from them just like if we were to reopen, like, what do you need from us in order to feel safe here? What should we do to help you? And just sharing that transparency of like, yeah, we've got a bunch of studios and we want to be here for you, but we want you to feel safe and comfortable. Um, and having that dialogue with the consumer, I feel is something that a lot of the gyms aren't doing. Um, and I thought that was a really nice thing to see, but um, also recently we published on our blog, we had our photographer do a, a quick little guest blog post about how to continuously share your content, um, from the comfort of your home without a production team, without additional clients, if they're supposed to be in your photos and all of that other stuff. And she really said that based on her client list, everyone is really showing more of just like, this is how we have to make it work now. Like, People want that like people to people interaction, that human connection. And if that means like your photos are usually bright and airy, they may not look that way if you're taking them from your kitchen versus mm-hmm. your storefront. And just sharing that that this is going to be the brand evolution for a little while is like you're saying for small businesses is going to be a huge difference. Yeah. Oh yeah. It'll be a lot more real. I I, I wanna believe. Like it's you know, because I think even they say like when you when something's readily available, you always have it. You take it for granted. But now that it's been taken away, like people's want for like con- some sort of connection mm-hmm. is so much greater now. So, and I feel like loyalty is stronger too. Like if you have a mm-hmm. you, you were supporting now, you want to help them in any way you can if you can. Correct. So, so that's nice. Yeah. No, that's, that's been, that's honestly just been wonderful. Like it's, it's funny cause I definitely talk to my clients more now as far as like, you know, I always would text them or email them like after workout, like, how are you feeling? Do you need anything mm-hmm. next time? But now I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what did you, you eat today? Do you have a recipe for me? Yeah, 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 exactly. Like it's really, after each session, I like spend like 10, 15 minutes just catching up and seeing how they're doing because you know, from one week to the next, like half of my clients are crying and the other half are fine and I'm crying with them, you know, and you're like, so it's, it's really created a deeper connection on a human level. Um, So I know for me, like one of the things that I struggled with when I started was setting boundaries between client time and personal time, just because like you're saying, like I got pretty close with a lot of my clients just from the, the intimacy of the work. Um, but then at the same time, I'd get really frustrated if it would be like a a Sunday morning and I would get texts from them or something. So I was like, I need to figure out a boundary. And so I spent so much time setting these boundaries and they were finally starting to be like respected and appreciated. And now all of a sudden I'm the one breaking the boundaries where it's like somebody (laughs) will post something and I'll immediately text them and be like, Oh, you should do this. Call me. We can talk about it. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, it's true. It's, well, it's because you're passionate about what you do. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, that's the thing. It's like, it, 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 it's not like, especially the, the entrepreneurial brain, like 
I fight for boundaries all the time for myself because, mm-hmm. you know, I'll be doing something like making breakfast or something and then I'll be like, oh, this would be great for a poster. Oh, I need to do this or I need to tell this person and I'll stop what I'm doing and go doing it. And I'm like, I have like ADD. I'm like, I know I need to finish what I'm doing because I yeah. never get time to do me, as I say, right? Because I'm always okay. doing work, but you have to reinforce those boundaries in a sense. And so, yeah, no, it's 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 a learning process. <laughs> it really is. Um, is there anything that you've learned from this whole learning process that you didn't expect was going to come up when you decided to like jump into owning a business or have like the, the risks and the rewards kind of been in line with what you had anticipated? Um, I mean, I've learned so much. I, I owned a business prior to this with a, a friend that ended up going south real quick um, just because we had different visions. Mm-hmm. Um, so when I came out of that, I, I thought I had failed, you know, cause the business just didn't do well. And, but it, we just weren't organized. Like at the end of the day, I, I can look back now and be like, Oh God, <laughs> uh, how, how did we even function? Like how did anything even happen? Um, so I just, I think most of all, I've learned to just hope for the best, but plan for the worst, which I have to say, I, as being an optimistic and positive person, like I would always hope for the best and just keep pushing forward, but then bad things would happen and I'd act like I'd be blindsided. And in small businesses, bad things happen every day. Like there's always something. Um, And it used to get to the point where I would get sick because I'd be so stressed out over it. But now Mm -hmm. I literally walk in and they'll be like, you know, well, when we were open, these are the ceilings leaking. I'm like, okay, fine. So let's get a bucket. We got to call the landlord, text them. We have the number. All right. So anyways, I'm going to go teach class. Like it's, there's always something like, yeah. oh, Nidra, the stereo is not working. Okay. We have a backup speaker. Let's hook it up. Like, did it, like there's just, you have to have a plan B, C, D, E, F. Um, and, you know, if you're not going to be able to think of it, ask, you know, just like you said, Carrie's sending out surveys to see what's going to make people most comfortable. Well, yeah, her business is based off of group fitness, which is hugely going to change mm-hmm. uh, as far as the amount of people she can fit in. So she needs a plan B, C, D, D, B, C, D, E, F, you know, to be like, mm-hmm. if I go from 15 people in a class and I have to go down to seven, where am I going to make up for that revenue? Like, you know, and so it's hard in the sense because you always have to be thinking two to three steps ahead and two to three steps behind. Um, but once you can wrap your head around that, it's not as daunting. So that is what I've learned is just – and I apply it to my son. I apply it to myself. And um, it's mentally draining, but that's why when you have your off time, you have to really cherish it. So just finding that you know, organization and being able to think ahead but also being able to turn it off is just as important because you'll go crazy. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean you're, you're essentially dividing between three different things like – your family life, be like back end stuff and then client facing. So that's a bunch of different like mentalities to shift through in one day. Oh yes. <laughs> definitely. It definitely is. <laughs> Can you give any advice to other mothers who are looking to pursue their own journeys while staying home with a child? Um I actually just recently um, was listening to um, 
oh gosh, this, I don't even, I don't remember his name, which is sad, but he wrote a book uh, called like the 5am club, um, where basically if you want to get something done, it's like motherhood in itself is all consuming. Like from the moment that child wakes up to the moment they go to bed, you are on their time. Like, yes, you want them to be on your time. That's the theory, right? You tell the child what to do. It's your life. They fit in it. Yeah. Good luck with that. Like (laughs) you might be able to get something done, but if you really have a dream of doing something while being a mother, you need to plan time when the child is sleeping, um, to get that done and be okay with just being able to get one or two things done. So the 5am club is this book that was written by this man. Um, and he basically talks about where some of the, um, most successful people, uh, they have this ritual where they get up in the morning and, um, they get up at 5am cause it's basically the quietest time, right? Most of the world is asleep. Um, it's still dark out and it's just quiet, right? Mm-hmm. And as a mother, it's never quiet. <laughs> and so during this time, you he says, for the first 20 minutes, you need to move. So whether it's a yoga flow, you do some stretches, just move your body. Because again, as a mother, you're probably not moving in the right way anyways. You're hunched over your child 24-7 mm-hmm. and you're lucky if you get a workout in. Um, for the next 20 minutes, you meditate, journal. You do something just to get that like anxiety out, to just like – write it down, just get it all out, clear your mind. And for the last 20 minutes you create. So for me, for example, I've had a pet project where I've been writing a book mm-hmm. for, um, moms for expecting moms. And, uh, so pre and postnatal, basically just a tell all of like, what the hell is going to happen <laughs> and how to stay sane, how to stay looking and feeling beautiful throughout and, um, healthy. Mm-hmm. Um, cause I find a lot of the stuff is fluff out there and it's all about the baby. There's not enough about the moms. And through my experience with my clients and myself, I was like, wow, I have a lot of knowledge to share where I'm not afraid to ask the hard questions and give you the, the hard answers. Right. And this has been something where pre Jackson, I pumped that out like nothing. Post Jackson, it has been stagnant for a while. So this is something where I am implementing 20 minutes, right? That last 20 minutes. I'm doing it at 6 a.m. because 5 a.m. I'm like, I'm running into walls. But you Mm -hmm. can do it whatever time before your child gets up. And it's just 20 minutes just to take that chunk and put it on paper, put it on the computer or whatever it is so that when your baby wakes up, you're about them. And you can, without guilt, say – I got. I, I took care of myself. I did my physical movement. I, I meditated. I journaled. I, I let it out, and I started. I worked on creating something. So that way, you can go through your day without that guilt and enjoy your time with your child and be in the moment because that's what it's about. You're never going to get it back. But at the same time, you were you first before you had your child. It was you, and you still na- need to maintain that. But it is near to impossible, in my opinion, to try Mm -hmm. to do that all at the same time when your kid's running around pulling at you and if you have multiple children, oh my God. Um, You know, it's a whole nother battle, but it it could even be at night. It's just finding that time that specifically to get that done. Never mind at night, you can have your wine and your dinner and Mm -hmm. watch your show, but it's just stealing those moments to to create and and continue moving forward. That's what, that's what I find is, is really helpful. That's like really good advice. Even listening to it as somebody who doesn't have a child, I feel sometimes I get so wrapped up during the day with client work that then my work that needs to be done to run from behind the scenes gets pushed aside. So 
thinking about it from that perspective, like waking up a little bit earlier, maybe, or like outside of business hours, but still during business hours, mm-hmm. putting that time in to get to make sure everything gets accomplished might feel a little less chaotic than scrambling in between projects. It's so true. And one of the things he said that I think people should remember is like when you first wake up at 5 a.m. or let's say 6 a.m., you're going to feel like hell, right? You're going to be like, oh, but at 5.20, you're going to feel so much better and so proud of yourself that you did it. Um, So, and then he says like, and this is the beginning of any great challenge is usually terrible. The middle is messy, but the end is beautiful. Oh, so like, like yeah, he's incredible. I can't remember. It's going to really upset me. I can't remember his name because he just <laughs> captured me clearly. Um, I love <laughs> he's it. So many books, but, and he's, and I was just like, and I'm a morning person. So to me, I'm like, oh, okay, I can do that. Yeah. Um, but I really, really believe in it. And it, and you're not going to be able to do it every single day, but if you do it most days, you're going to be so much more far ahead than if you don't and you're constantly stressing that you haven't set aside enough time. Yeah, for you know sure. I mean? So like 20 minutes, three days a week, that's an hour. Yeah. Who has an hour outside of working 24-7, you know, and or not having children or family obligations or business? I mean, whatever it is, we all have our thing that consumes our day and and sidetracks us in a good way. It pays our bills from the passion <laughs> projects. You know what I mean? It pays the bills. It gets things done. Like, um, so you just you always have to keep growing as a human. And 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 if you don't, it's it's gonna come back and bite you in the butt. You know. So just like just you know, as I tell my clients in fitness, you always need to move and and be conscious and and take care of yourself first, um, physically. And this is the mental part. So. Yeah, I think that's really great advice, especially finding an hour anywhere is really difficult. But trying to fit in five minutes at a time at random places is very unproductive. So, and then you've almost wasted your time. So, correct. Yeah. Dividing it like this is a really helpful strategy, I think, for kind of anybody in any sort of goal to have a passion project move forward. Yeah, unless if you have the luxury of being able to spend make make it be your your um, main focus and spend you know most days every day, that's yeah. that's awesome. But that's not necessarily the reality for a lot of people. So no. it's all about time management, and you know if you can set aside twenty minutes here and there, or thirty minutes or an hour, that's great. But again, that's not the same for most people. So this was this is just another way where it's like, well, I can always get up early and do it. I don't want to, but you're going to feel better 20 minutes after you do, you know, knowing that you finally did it. I love that. I'm definitely writing that down. Yeah. <laughs> now is the time to try new things while we're in quarantine. So that's yes. No, no, no. It's so, it's so true. It really is. Now's the time to be like, Hmm, I've always wanted to do X. So let's yeah. set aside a, l- a little time for that. That's right. I know that like for me, at least with the fitness industry, like I love exercise. I love working out. And like when I was able to put something on my calendar, whether it was a class or a run or something, like I committed to it. And now sometimes I feel like I get dressed in the morning in fitness clothes, but then I just get so wrapped up jumping from project to project that I don't even get outside. And if I had an Apple watch, I think it would bully me. Um, Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I'm like that's really disappointing because now we have literally 24 hours to do anything 
and I can't sometimes motivate myself to move, but yeah. you know, it's figuring out all these new strategies. It's crazy. Yeah. And again, it's, it's, it's all about what works for you. Like for me, if I know I need to get a workout in, I need to do it first because I always have a million things to do. And if I sit down and do them, I'm going to be like, Oh no, I'm not moving. I'm like, everything just tightened up. I'm not going to untighten it. That's going to feel terrible. Um, so I know that's what I need to do. And when I'm doing it, I'm pissed off the first 15 minutes. I tell my clients, Mm -hmm. you're going to hate me for the first 15 minutes. This is going to feel awful. But once you get past that first 15 minutes, you're like, okay, all right, I'm feeling good. And towards the end, you're like, I don't want to stop, but I kind of have to because I have things to do. Like, it's- Yes, I find warm-ups are harder than the workouts. <laughs> yes, yes, yeah, because you're undoing the tightness so you can <laughs> – that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah, that's actually funny you say that. We're going to post a um, – you have a – what is it? Uh, Recovery Tuesdays, which is what I'm in charge of because I'm like the queen of like stretching and mobility and recovery. Mm-hmm. So – um, I was going to do one on proper warmups because again, so many people are just taking whatever videos online and killing themselves. And then yeah. they're texting me like, Nidra, I threw my back out. I'm like, what did you do? <laughs> so I rather just give them a warm up to just to perform five, 10 minutes before they do whatever they're going to do. And then they can stay safe. I think that's um, really helpful. I yeah. think a lot of people would benefit from that. Oh yeah. Yeah. And it's just, it's all about just, just try something different. You know, and um, the warm up is the most important thing, um, and then next comes the stretch after. So, but that's that's not sexy to most people yeah. <laughs> until they hurt until they hurt themselves. <laughs> and then I feel like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I'm paying for this hour. You don't have to stretch with me." Yeah, no. People say that to me. I'm like, "Sorry, I'm. I also don't want to have to take you to the orthopedics office. So <laughs> we're gonna." <laughs> We're gonna we're gonna stretch you. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. No. When I would teach classes and people would leave during the stretch, I'm like, please, please, please like at least do, do something. Please don't do that. I'm like, you have no idea what you're doing to yourself in the long run. <laughs> I feel like that goes back to time management. Like if they've only got one hour to exercise and then shower and get ready for work and everything else, they're cutting corners where they can, and in the long run, that's not beneficial either. Mm-mm. No, I mean, unless they're going to go stretch in the shower, but even then, like <laughs> they might, they might fall. <laughs> so I rather have them like stop the last 10 minutes and just start stretching, you know, and be like, listen, yeah. I'm so sorry. I would, that would make me happy. Um, I, you know, well, I feel like, you know, this whole very fast paced, busy all the time, expected to produce 24 seven lifestyle is taking a hit right now. And hopefully it'll allow people to relax into things a little bit more. Mm-hmm. designated time per activity and really just overall take care of themselves better. Yeah, no, it's, it, it is crazy how, you know, everybody has this like, go, 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 go mentality. Um, and if you're not going 24 seven, then it, you're, you're not a part of the club, you know, yeah, I feel like, <laughs> yeah. And I feel like now people are burning out um, and they're realizing that through that go mentality, they're really missing out on what really matters, you know? Um, and it sounds cheesy, but it's, it's, it's really, it's really true. Like at the end of the day and, you know, when our time is done here, like, you're not sitting there going, wow, I worked all the time and look, look at the business I created. You're thinking about like, I'm going to miss my family. Like, I, you know, like I, I have these great experiences with people who mean something to me and 
you know, so they, I feel like people are really learning to value, like, because right now we're dealing with like life threatening diseases, um, you know, going around that people are losing people and they're not able to be with them during this time. Um, you know, and that is, that's heartbreaking. So you realize like, oh my God, like that moment that, you know, you get to say goodbye to someone or you get to be with them while they're suffering is extremely important. Not whether I'm answering an email or, you know, getting my workout in per se. Like it's, I think it's really, it's changing a lot. I think that it's, I'm hoping that it's going to be for, for the better. Like I know a lot of people are very frustrated right now and they feel inconvenienced, but I'm hoping that like it'll end up being for the better. I think for a time being there will be a shift, but I think people will go back to their old ways. You know, like I feel yeah. like there might be a movement, but in reality, like, you know, being in fitness, like people will adapt to things, but they can't help but go back to their old ways too. Um, so there'll be it'll be a split. There'll be people who will, will it'll really change them. And then there'll be those where they're just like, oh, it's fine. Continue on. <laughs> Especially in the major cities. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, I don't know. I feel like New York City's getting shaken up. Like it's, <laughs> it's, I mean, I still come here, walk to work from my home um, to teach classes because Jackson does not allow me to teach classes in the house or, or train. Um, so it's depressing walking down the street. Like it's really – you know, don't get me wrong, like most people are keeping their distance and, and it, it's pretty desolate, but then there is a small handful of people crowding around the the bars that are like trying to serve alcohol on the street, on the tables, like, and there's people side by side and I'm like, what are you doing? And then the cops come and break them up. But it, you know, so like I, like I said, there's those of us walking down the street far away from each other and then there's still those small crowds. So, oh, that makes me so angry. Mm-hmm. I see it, and I'm like, "Are you guys? What? 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 Uh, have you not been around the last few weeks? Like, what's going on? Yeah, yeah. crazy. Mm-hmm. Well, I think this conversation has been very productive. Is there anything else you'd like to share, maybe about the way that you structure your day, or just advice for entrepreneurs in general, um, before we start to close out? Um, I mean, I definitely, what has helped me, um, through what is going on right now, um, I've definitely meditated. I, I was never much of a meditator. Um, I'm, I'm just, I'm too loud and I'm, I move too much. <laughs> so, um, but I found that I felt like the, like, the world was a bunch of crumbs just falling all over me and I didn't know which to grasp first just to make it make sense um, and, and where to move forward because there's no directions with what's going on. Like none of us really know what the, what we're doing. Um, we're just trying to make sense of it all and stay safe and stay healthy. Um, but I found that, you know, I get up each morning and I, I meditate and um, I just downloaded like a little calm app and you know, it asks you how you're feeling. Most days it's like anxious, alone. I don't know. Like, I'm like, oh, the, the, the app is probably like, this woman's insane. Um, so, and, and it, it really just helps me to calm those voices in your head and, and loosen that tight chest that sometimes you wake up feeling like mm-hmm. of desperation. 
Um, so just as an individual, like that has helped me a lot. Um, for a business owner, you just have to kind of be okay with the change. You know, my, my husband is a little harder with the change. Like he's freaking out and I'm like, okay, you know, um, things are going to have to change. And as long as, again, I do right by my clients and my employees and I keep people safe, like, let's see what that looks like. Like, you know, um, most you can do. Yeah. But I think the meditation has helped with that, but, um, (laughs) yeah, there's nothing. Yeah. I can't control anything right now. I have no control, so I can only control just a little bit and, um, and I'm not going to stress because then it's going to make my immune system drop and I'm going to get sick. So yeah, it's just, you know, find, find whatever it is that's going to keep you calm through this time. And, and you have to be realistic about the fact that things are going to change and that's it. I love that. And because you're posting all of these educational videos and tips for moving your body, do you want to share the handles that they'll be shared on so people can follow along? Oh, yes. Um, So the gym handle is at the PE club. And then I also do um, the same on mine, which is at Nidra Lopez NY. Mine has a little bit more um, mommy stuff and little more off the cuff, uh, funny things, <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, I would love it if, you know, people tell us what they want to know or what they need, because we're always, uh, we're always looking to, to give you guys what you want. So perfect. I'll add those links in the, um, the episode description as well. So awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much, Nidra. I hope you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Thank you. You too. I know the the, the sunshine and we'll enjoy it from inside. <laughs> no, open the windows. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, we'll stay safe and, and you healthy. You too. It was great talking with you. Yes, you too. Thank you, Jess.